sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Santa Barbara Foresters baseball is on the air and it's championship Saturday. It's the Santa Barbara Foresters with a chance at an NBC World Series championship. The Sturs are a strike away. One ball, two strike pitch on the way and it swung on and popped up. Max McGuire makes the catch and the Santa Barbara Foresters are the 2021 NBC World Series champions. Like number nine, we got it. We got it. Like cut and paste. That's number nine. I love it. You got oh it. Oh my goodness! Whoa, look at that trophy! Oh, hey, hey, hey! In, in the house, we've got the man and the general manager himself, Bill Pintard. We love him. AM twelve ninety News Press Radio is definitely uh, after nine after nine seasons. Yeah. By the uh, way, I have been in very close personal proximity to that trophy, Mr. Pintard. Uh, Bill, you brought that into the station one day. We were doing some stuff. Got some pictures of you. I was looking at those just the other day when you brought that trophy into the radio station. Dude, you've been with you've been with me for a while on this stuff, man. From the very beginning of uh, of, right. of our seasons, I think two thousand eight or two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was great to be able to get it on the radio again this year. Oh you know? yeah, I I it just I just have I have one question for you. Uh, Sure. Uh, your lordship, uh, I just want to know <laughs> your lordship. When when uh, when uh, when, when uh, Vince Scully uh, calls the Dodger games and the Dodgers go all the way and they win the World Series, I believe he got a ring, did he not? Oh yeah, for sure. Yes, I I just want to know of the six or seven World Champions championships that your team has won over the many years we've been together. I just want to know where's mine. Oh, he wants the ring. Hey, I'll buy it. I will buy one. Yeah. You just tell and me how to I get think, it, buddy. I think it's Dude. when you 10. 10, isn't that what it is? <laughs> you do 10. No, it's, actually, it's, it's nine. I just, I just love the fact that you On the 10th one, you get the ring. There you Rich. go. Okay, I'm with you. No, no, wait a sec. Duke, if Duke wants nine, he can have it. <laughs> he's, he's a Beatle guy. Duke, you can have that. Um, yeah, That's yeah. a beautiful thing. You know, um, it's, uh, it, it's really amazing uh, the amount of work that, that went into this thing. And then mm -hmm. at the last day, when you see these kids jumping around, and you see these the growth that our team had, and we did have adversity this year that a lot of people don't know. And the burst, young people are so full of love. Yeah. And they're full of love yeah. for their friends, for their camaraderie, yeah, their, their com comrades. They're full of love. Kids, young people love to love. This gives them a great, great way to love. You should have seen them jumping around. And they're so happy for the guys that have failed during the season and then have reached success at the end. Oh. It's, um, it, it's, it, was, uh, it was tremendous. Um, we had struggled earlier in our season. We were at 14 and 7. And then we ran off 21 games. 21 oh, games wow. in a row. How many and, major uh, league teams have ever done that? I think I think the Rockies ran off about 19 one time yeah. when they were going to the World Series. Spielborgs was on that team. We have run out 14 and 15 other Oof. times, but never to finish a season. 
Never. Yeah. You, you realize that at Chumash Casino, they call that blackjack. <laughs> we got we got Michael Baker in the house. You know, Michael is is sending his daughter off to the University of Hawaii, and he found out that you were going to be on. And he goes, "Look, I'm in. I got a stadium behind me." Michael Baker, what do you got to say? I know you got some something sound. Bill, congratulations! Nine championships, unbelievable. And you know, my favorite ball player of all time. You know, I t- I'm going to say this to you. My favorite ball player of all time wore number nine. You know what that is. Ted Williams. Love Ted Williams. Nine championships. Nine championships. That is so awesome. And we are so proud of you. And and I can tell you this. I I mean, this is a fact. Kids kids were listening uh, to Forrester baseball. Uh, nice. Again, which is which, which is nice to do, to know, and and uh, we we go a little ways back, and, and you've got a long history with our carp club, so I can't oh, I yeah. just can't thank I can't thank you enough for everything you've done for not only not only baseball in Santa Barbara, but I mean baseball all over. It's 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 so nice to see. Um, I, it always reminds you this time of year. It leads this this championship leads right into the Little League World Series. It's just so great to see people enjoying baseball. Yeah, uh, the usefulness yeah. of it. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. So congratulations. Hey, Bill, no, I really appreciate your kind words. I you got the rainbows behind you over there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bill, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Will, will there ever be a, a, a season? And again, it's just a serious question. Will there ever be a season? Do you think somewhere down the road where you may have female players from, you know, college players uh, on the team? Yes, ever is a long time. You know, well, you said, "Will there ever be?" Yes, <laughs> I, I think. I think you know what there there are, uh, uh, there is a young gal, and she was out of uh, San Marcos. She played. She pitched for some NAIA school, I think. Mm. And there have been girls that have uh, uh, ladies that have played. Uh, baseball at the NAI series. Do I think they'll be playing in the major leagues? Well, for Foresters, I, for the Foresters. If, hey, if they're good enough, yeah. All right, why not? let's go. Let's do it. You know, yeah. I mean, this. <laughs> I remember. I remember this young lady. I wish I remembered her name. She came to our camps. She was the best camper we had, and she was she was a female. But see, they, they, they do have ability to be able to spin the ball. I think probably pitching would probably be their best position. But, um, you know, yeah, why not? All right. I don't care. If they can hit, I don't care. <laughs> That's it, right? Black, female, you know, and, and females. I like females, you know. But I think, I think, uh, I think yeah, I think it's a chance. I think it's a very interesting question, too. Yeah. Well, coming into more co-ed sports, the really nice thing is you have more and more people getting a chance to interact with one another and create that team. I mean, that's so huge. Baseball, it's about the individual and also the team. Plus, Bill, you have a lot of women in your organization. I know your board, there's there's a lot of females. You surround yourself with females. You know, the loyalty is really with the females. Michael Baker, his his infrastructure is the same way. You know, he likes the women around him to support him. Uh, I, I just think that when you when you have somebody like that to build, that 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 takes it like with the you know you're not so you don't have any limits on any of it. You're, you're you're absolutely right, and women get stuff done. I've, mm-hmm. I've got right. board members. Go. Women they multitask better than men. They can get down to the nuts and bolts. They roll up their sleeves. They get it done. 
while the guys are hanging around the water cooler. <laughs> yeah, you're speaking to you know yeah. you're, you're you're speaking to the choir. I yeah. mean, uh, Christina Songer is our president, and uh, she uh, is she is a tremendous leader. I mean, she, we were like herding cats. Can you imagine trying to herd me? You know, and oh. uh, with my ADD, and I'm all <laughs> over the place. Yeah, she she she's locked in, and we've become a better organization since she became president. No doubt about it. Oh, wow. It. Yeah, and we yeah. have, we're, we're almost 50-50 on our board, so. Bill, I got a question for you, if I could real quick. Is 21 games the longest win streak in Forrester history? Yes. Oh. Wow. Wow. Yes, it was, it was, uh, I, 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 I don't keep track of numbers too much, you know, and then when they said it, you know, like the amount of wins I've had oh, in my wow. career, I didn't know. And then all of a sudden they're cutting a cake or something. And then the 21, I knew we were on a roll and I didn't know how many it was. And that role came after a conversation where we had with our team because our team wasn't um, uh, uh, playing well, as well as we should have. You know, it might be good for somebody, but they, they weren't reaching their expectations or their potential. And after I talked, four of them came up to me afterwards and they said, hey, coach, after this all-star break, we're not going to lose another game. And they didn't. Wow. <laughs> wow. Woo! Yeah, Carter. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Nice. Hey, so. uh, you said in an interview at the beginning of the season, and I think you were talking with your, your play-by-play announcer, Chris Sylvester, uh, you made a comment about 2020, the team of 2020, and what that meant to you and, and all of that. And again, that was before this season even really got underway. Uh, and and I know that starting to compare one team one season to the next, that's in a way it's not really fair to you know the players of those respective teams. But uh, where do you? I mean, do you do you have a kind of a ranking as far as especially when you have these wonderful victories in the championship of uh, of the the level of. Um, I'm not even sure what the word is I'm looking for, but do you do you kind of rank uh, these uh, the, the victories and these teams and the connectedness, the bondedness, and so forth? Um, yes, I mean it, it's not that we rank them, but there's different places where different teams set in. Mm-hmm. We have had teams made up of very good individuals and good people, but they weren't a good team. And then we've had guys that really melded as a team individually. They some of them were lacking some character, and uh, character is number one with us. But as far as the ultimate talent, uh, 2020 was the most talented group we've ever had. Talented. Mm-hmm. 2006 was one of the grittiest uh, teams that we ever had. They weren't as talented. This team. We didn't know where they were uh, as far as we thought their talent was at a certain level. They exceeded that because of the work ethic and the way they were, their determination and their grit and the love they had for each other. You know, we say something, hey, when before they go out, play catch, play hard, take care of each other. They took care of each other. And one of the other things, too, that, that you get your players involved in, of course, is the Hugs for Cubs, uh, which is, am I correct? It's sort of a mandatory thing that, hey, look, if you're going to be on this team, 
you need to participate here because this is part of what the Foresters is all about. We've never made it mandatory. The players on the team have made it mandatory. Okay. To the other teams. All right. Uh, I, I don't make it mandatory. Uh, it's it, it's um, we had a great deal with uh, Henry again. Poor Henry. Uh, he's been our Hugs for Cubs kid for three years. The first year he had um, he had treatments he was going through, so he couldn't participate. The second year was COVID. This year we had Henry more involved. So, uh, but we couldn't do our visit in in the hospital. It's two years in a row in Wichita because of COVID. But we're doing other things. We did take him to an Angel game, though. We went to an Angel game this year, a whole busload of them. And uh, but we didn't get to meet Joe Madden on the field. But we got to go. So beautiful. And then, you know, Bill, we, we've got a minute left, and like this was uh, like a short order cook. What I always try to do, you know, I don't know if you want the the steak and grits or the shrimp and grits, but I have a couple of things that we put together for you. This is kind of out of off the cuff, but you know, nine championships says it all, and we're very gifted on Team Sports Radio by having a lot of gifted people and a lot of different. Um, I know, chapters, I guess. Uh, so whatever you want. But I know Don Sanders wants to uh, introduce himself to you and offer something. Go ahead, Don. Uh, hi, Coach. Uh, hey, I'm a Don. body worker, a massage therapist, and a former five-sport athlete. That's why I got into that line of work, because I hurt a lot. And so uh, in, in honor of this uh, victory, I'd like to offer you a session at some point. Whenever you want to schedule it, I, I oh, that's that's us, and he's my guy. Okay, Bill, he's the guy. Barbara, and I, I also work in Ventura, in Ohio. I live in Ohio, but I come up to Santa Barbara frequently. So, would like to offer you that to help recover from the uh, wear and tear of a season. Yeah, boy, I need it. All right, real quick, we we got a little bit more. We got Richard Ellsworth. He's our integrated nutrition and uh, medicine on the homeopathy. What is it? Naturopath. Naturopath medicine. (laughs) Richard, what do you want to do for Bill and his team for next year? How are you? Hi, good to meet you. I'm very happy to to offer nutritional appointments. So I do a lot of nutritional coaching. I put together dietary plans for people. um, talk talk with them through things to help uh, upgrade their performance um, for athletes. Uh, sports nutrition is I've been getting into that more lately because of the radio show. Um, so I'm I'm happy to offer services for for everybody involved that, that could use them. Oh, that's outstanding because uh, it, it has a def- def- definite correlation to performance. We're into that. Mm. Anything that can enhance our performance that's legal, uh, we're, we're into that. <laughs> I don't want to do the legal stuff here. All right, then last but not least here, Boatwright, very blessed in having her part of our teen sports radio team and family, news press radio family, like you've been, Bill, for a lot, a lot of years. And just a real quick shout to you from me. My heart goes to you. I will give you all the credit for getting my boys two college scholarships Uh because of all the the love that you gave them and allowing them to – mess you know hang out there at the foresters catch spool pens and when you rub uh up against college players and giving them that time and experience oh my god it was priceless i love you you know you know you're my family sierra what do you got to say hey i just wanted to um first of all congratulate you again personally and also just highlight that the love that you're talking about that the the players are expressing i mean i really see that connected to how team sports 
are a place of belonging, right? It's a super safe place where once that once that community gels, these folks, they feel like they're a part of a family, right? And so it gives them that power to like push beyond into their growth edge, be be afraid and still do the hard thing and know that like even if they have a failure, they're going to be supported and it makes that victory so much sweeter. So I just honor the way that you've grown that team and congratulations again on your amazing victory. That is, that is so well said because we often talk about it. Chemistry is really more important than the physical ability. If we get a guys that are connected, aren't quite as talented as some other guys that aren't connected, we're better with the connected group. Yeah. It's amazing how it is. You, I wish I could get a quote from you because I'd put it on my wall because I, I, could, just, probably just, create, I could probably create it again. <laughs> you, just, you just, well, we recorded it, but you just <laughs> said something. That's part of what, that's part of our culture. Yeah. That is part of our culture. We ask the secret sauce. Connection is the secret sauce to all relationships. And and all of our great teams that we've had, they've all been very connected. And we foster that. And that connection between them is definitely correlated to the Hugs for Cubs activities. Mm -hmm. We've had kids that weren't connected with the team. They've gone to a hospital visit. Let's say that and and their teammates see how this guy's reacting. He doesn't interact with the teammates very well, how he's interacting with the kid that's battling cancer and they have an admiration for that. And at, with admiration comes connectability. Beautiful. Bill, I, I love you. I know we're going to take a break. Go ahead. Eric, I got to, I got to say one thing. Cause it, 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 I really do believe it's, it comes from the top too though, Bill. And I want to, I want to point out a simple fact. This is an absolute fact. And it ties it. Again, I have to tie it to boys and girls clubs too. Bill, your brother, it's not just you. It's, it's, it's a Pintard family because your brother just significantly helped our organization uh, up in, and helped in the valuation of the Lompoc Club, which we now own because of your brother's work. We actually own that building now. Your brother helped wow. us with, with, with that process. That's one thing. Secondly, this got us a big, giant commercial freezer refrigerator for our Camp Whittier. Your brother got that for us, donated for us as well. Mm-hmm. So something your parents did along the way, planted those seeds that you guys are just a ripple effect throughout the whole community and everything you do and everything you touch. So it's not only just you, it's you and your brother as well. So thank you. It's a Pintard love fest. My my brother's amazing. And watch out. He just called me. He's trying to put together a victory celebration for us at the carriage museum and we'll get it out. And the other, the last thing I want to close with, and it doesn't matter what business you're in, if, if you're an executive of a company or if you're a coach, I have found it's human nature. If somebody cares for you, Erica, isn't it human nature that you care back for them? Yeah. And, yeah. If, and if you're an executive and all you care about is the bottom line, that person's going to know that. But if you're an executive and you come in and let's say the guy's dog died or he's his family's going through difficult times and you put your arm around him and you don't usually do this and say i understand you're going through some things here if you need some extra time off you let me know you let me know if you're having any problems and the one thing is that it's it's proven because of i my you know the way i'm wired i care about my players 
And I went and gave a talk to a, a big company about management skills. I don't have a lot of management skills, but I care about the people that work with me. I care about the players that play for me. And um, it, it's the key to success in management, mm -hmm. I really think. Mm -hmm. That you can never have a bad day. Real applause. Thank you, Bill. We gotta go. We gotta take another break. This is right. Salda, the Queen of Teen. Thank you, Bill. We back with more after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello, I'm Michael Baker, CEO for United Boys and Girls Club Santa Barbara County. Joining you on Teen Sports Radio from Rainbow Warrior Heaven here in Honolulu, Hawaii. <laughs> Thank you, Erica. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, Michael, I got to go right back to you because what are you doing there? Uh, well, uh, as I've told you before, we have three kids in our family and two, our two oldest are boys and then our youngest is our daughter. And I had plans that she was going to be a nun. I made that decision that she was going to be a nun. <laughs> that didn't really work out too well. Uh, but I am going to meet with the president of the University of Hawaii Day where she'll be attending because I believe that they're going to put some studies in there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if they can put a convent here on campus. I'm looking around. <laughs> um, Bill, Bill, maybe you can help me with that. Bill Pintar, maybe you can help me. I, I'd like to make that happen. But uh, all seriousness, our daughter, uh, uh, very, we're very proud of her. She's going to be attending University of Hawaii this, this uh, next couple of days. She'll be starting her freshman year. And uh, we, we made it a family trip. They dropped her off at all of us together because she's our youngest. And we, my wife and I have called this the goodbye, the, the goodbye to childhood tour. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're dropping off our, our youngest. So as a parent, you know, we, we ha we're blessed. We have uh, Lori Cortez is our college coach. And as far as your experience with the coach, the college process, because I'm sure she had multiple, dis multiple choices. Why did you pick the University of Hawaii? It was a good fit for her because they have a wonderful education program. She wants to be a high school teacher. She wants to teach high school uh, history. And they have a wonderful program here. And it's a little more laid back, which is her style. Uh, she, she went to San Inez High School. Uh, we felt that this would be a safer uh, location for her. She, had, she was really battling between here and San Jose State, and she chose uh, University of Hawaii, um, which <laughs> we're kind of happy about. It's, it's, it's <laughs> no offense to San Jose, but it's <laughs> Hawaii. Nice. All right. Well, Michael, thank you for taking the time and doing the check-in. We so appreciate all the work and love and efforts you do for our kids in this community. And, you know, anything that you know that uh, you need from Teen Sports Radio, we're here for you at all times. All right? I can just say one more thing, Erica. For anybody sure. that's, that's watching this or listening to this, if you're, if you're a high school student and you're wondering, can you, and you want to go to college, can I possibly go to college? You can go to college. Everybody has an opportunity to go to college. I was one of those kids that grew up very poor. If it wasn't for a government program, I don't go to college. Okay. There's plenty of opportunities out there for you. There's plenty of ways to go for those of you that want to go. Not everybody wants to go and that's okay. But there are, there are people that want to go to college and your guidance counselor is there to help you. You make an appointment with your guidance counselor. And if your guidance counselor is able to help you, you call me up and I will oh. do everything I can to make sure you get into college if you want to go. Yay. Michael, very well said. You know something? I want to close with that. And we're going to go on a break right now. 
Michael, enjoy Pearl Harbor. I cried. Well, okay. <laughs> I will. I will cry. I'm sure. I am sure. All right. Congratulations again, Bill. Thank you. Right. Let's take another break. This is Erica Salda. We'll be back with Dominique Hackett after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello, this is Dominique Hackett. You are with Teen Sports Radio. Thank you for joining us today. We just celebrated Bill Pentard and the Forester's ninth win. That is so awesome. Um, part of what we do on Teen Sports Radio is we also celebrate the scholar aspect of being a Teen Sports member. Uh, with her and um, I love looking at some of the different books that the kids read when they're going through high school and so forth and one of my favorite authors was C.S. Lewis and uh, most people know him because of uh, the stories of the Narnia tales well I ran across a very interesting quote from him back in 1948 and um, people were grappling with a, a new world where we were, you know, worried about atomic bombs and, and different concerns that humanity had never faced before. And so C.S. Lewis, back in 1948, he wrote uh, about how do you deal with that? How do you, how do you interact in a world where now we're living in an atomic age? And uh, he said he's tempted to reply... Um, well, I would live just like people lived in the 16th century when there were plagues in London. Or how about uh, the Viking raiders who would uh, raid uh, villages and so forth, and people were, you know, uh, every night they were afraid that they were going to be raided. Or how about uh, we've had fears of cancer, syphilis, um, uh, uh, railway accidents, and in his age he called them motor car accidents. So, in other words, there, humanity has always had things that we were afraid of in our communities. And so what he suggested is, the first point to be made is, the first action is to pull ourselves together. And I know that there's a lot of craziness going on in the world right now. And when you turn the news on, it can be quite sad and quite overwhelming. So the first thing is, pull ourselves together. And, I mean, if something horrible is going to happen... Let's meet it with us doing something that's very human. Let's be praying. Let's be working. Let's be teaching. Let's be reading, listening to music. Um, he says, bathing our children, playing tennis, chatting with our friends. And uh, instead of being huddled together like sheep, thinking about something horrible. So he's suggesting 
come into that reality of what it is to be human, what gives us joy, and that we should pull ourselves together and really enjoy our human beingness Mm -hmm. in these times of crisis and share that human beingness with one another. So I, I know that's kind of a, a, a powerful heavy. I mean, while we're celebrating the wonderful things that are going on in our community, we're also aware of a global presence of horrible things going on. And, and I just wanted to share with people that um, we can get through this, and we have gotten through this. Nice. All right, we've got two minutes, but we have enough for Christine to, to put her two cents on that, and then we'll come back with, this, with more discussion. Christine. You know, I was having a conversation with a friend just yesterday who was talking about how difficult things were and how many difficult things were happening and how the world was just messed up and horrible and wasn't everything horrible. And and was and I had talked about a few things that were difficult for me. And she said, well, isn't everything just horrible? And I said, well, no, actually, there's these difficult things happening. But for me, it's really important that I... Um, anchor in a place of 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 seeing the best of of the best outcome or seeing how i can hold myself in grace and actually beautifully enough i had my women's circle last night and i will offer this to the the group where um there's four words it's a meditation she's been doing and it's and it's this she she four words first she thinks of the word spacious and and sees how beautiful there's some space there in her energy field and then she says gracious i'm feeling gracious and then she says gratitude and then that like sense of gratitude just anchors right in and then blessed and then the blessing kind of anchors in and it's so beautiful. And I, I've been looking with, looking at that and working with that. When, when I feel starting where I'm starting to tighten up, I try to feel where's the spaciousness. So those four words, spacious, gracious, gratitude, blessed or grateful blessed and um gosh i wanted to talk about the full moon that's that was on sunday it's technically a blue moon um uh, it's also a full moon in aquarius but it's a different definition of a blue moon which is an educational moment here that a blue moon is also when there are there's only usually three full moons in a season this summer there are four full moons and so that third full moon that third extra full moon is um is the blue moon and it's the second full moon in aquarius this you know, the last full moon was Aquarius and it puts us right back on track. Um, I have some other lunar things to talk about, but normally the new moon is in say Leo and then the full moon is in say Aquarius and those are opposite from each other. And so for the last year or two, it's been a little bit wonky, but now we're right back with the second Aquarius full moon from um, the Leo new moon into the Aquarius full moon. And now we're going to be back on track with those opposites. And there's, you know, there's much you can Google about it and read about it, but it's very interesting how the moon rolls around and that, 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 um, that will happen. It's a balancing act. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. That's all I got to say. And you know, we're going to track. <laughs> I, I like getting back on track. That's what I need. Get back on track. We're going to get back on track with Sierra Boat right, right after these messages.
and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. I'm Rosa Boatwright, marriage and family therapist from Santa Barbara Ecotherapy. You can find her the web on Instagram and Facebook and at sbecotherapy.com. I wanted to moment to hearken back to both what Dominique shared and what Bill Pintard shared. So when we were looking at this quote from C.S. Lewis about how do we as humanity navigate really difficult times, um, the, the key takeaway of the quote that she shared was that we pull ourselves together. And there's a couple of ways that we do that, right? We have to pull ourselves together internally. Christine spoke to this a little bit too about like coming home to ourselves and, and growing a sense of graciousness, gratitude, and blessing so that we can anchor in on our own first. And then as we expand into the circles around, like like centrific, uh, like um, rings of our family, we have our, our schools, our churches, teams, our communities, that anchoring becomes the way in which we now connect to another, grow that human we were talking about with Bill about how the joy of his team was so alive in their, of course, in their championship. But he watched how the players congratulated those who had failures earlier in the season and how they lifted one another up because through the hard times, the light shines brighter, right? We got a lot going on in the world right now. We've got Delta variants, Lambda variants, Afghanistan, everything, right? Kids are trying to go back to school in very uncertain circumstances. But when we lean into our humanness, I know, Christine, this is one of your favorite quotes, Mary Oliver, leaning into the soft belly, you know, of what our humanness loves, like that is where the magic is. And that is the thing that throughout history has pulled humans through hard times by staying together, by coming home to ourselves, by bringing that connectedness to those rings of influence that we have so that we are resourced and are a resource or resilience, basically. Yeah. That is so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I just, you know, and I, I just see that theme weaving through, you know, when um, like, we're all getting back on track with what's happening with the moon. We're all trying to get back on track. Whatever track looks like having, you know, come through 18 months of pandemic, right? So one of the opportunities of the full moon uh, as a nature-connected therapist, one of the things that I would be prescribing to clients who are looking to let go of some things that are no longer serving, the full moon is a great time to do that because it's, it's like we can gather up the fullness of whatever is not serving us in our life, whether it's relationships that are challenging or uh, ways that we're spending our energy that are not giving back to us in a reciprocal way. We can gather that up. And we can let it go and we can associate that with this beautiful big full moon. And then we can watch that moon as it wanes and we can imagine in our own mind those challenges and energy drains and unfulfilling relationships also waning until the new moon comes back around and we can say, okay, I released that fully and completely and I'm ready to step into the new. So we are all in this phase as human beings of getting back on track and finding what that is for each one of us and in community. So I just offer that as a support to all of our teens who are out there trying to find their way in the schools and with their friendships and reconnecting on a social level after so much isolation, you can do this. Just lean into the, the heart. Nice. 
Thank you so much, Sierra. We love, 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 love you. We've got one more section. We got Don Sanders after these message. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote, It is the depth at which we live and not at all the surface extension that imports. We pierce to the eternity. And really, the least acceleration of thought and the least increase of power of thought make life to seem and to be a vast duration. I remember once during college, a counselor saying to me, you've done a lot of things to a certain depth and now see, can you drop in deeper? And an artist friend I used to work with used to say, if you're able to drop in deeper in one thing, you'll learn how to drop in deeper at other things. So really it's not how much you do, but the, but the degree to which you're able to drop into your own depth and experience depth with others that makes life rich. And I believe that echoes some of the things that the other co-hosts have said today. And uh, Musashi, uh, the famous Japanese swordsman, The author who wrote about Musashi once once said, instead of worrying about what shall I I become, become solid and unmoving as Mount Fuji, the Mm. big volcano in Japan. So I I think that's always a good thing to to remember, you know, ground and and, uh, you know, experience the richness of just a simple little moment, simple little things, you know, enjoy that cup of coffee, enjoy a conversation with a friend, in, enjoy a sunset, uh, taking a walk in nature. Mm. Anyway, uh, this is Don, Don's Massage in Ohio, and 805 is how you can reach me for Santa Barbara or Ventura or Ojai. Nice. Thank you so much, Don. Well said. That is so beautiful. Well, the depth fits right into the spaciousness of Christine's comment earlier that that uh, the depth is possible because we allow for the space. Speaking of depth, let's d- dive deep into those carts. <laughs> let's shuffle it up, baby. All right. Well, I'm done. let me just. Well, everything is back on track after the last two years of disruption. This is you've made my day. Okay. <laughs> Oh. Blue moon, baby. Blue moon. And guess what? So moons are about emotion and water. And this card that I just picked, I can't show it because it should be in front of my face. Here we go. <laughs> it's the ace of cups, which is the ace of hearts, which is this new. It's a, it's, it's actually, I love it. It's a sense of, 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 of a whole aces are always new beginnings. And so we can almost think about this new, this full moon of Aquarius as like an ending as the fullness of the moon and also a beginning as is, as the, you know, as the ending of that full moon as the ending of that cycle. And when I see this sense of the ace of cups, it's really about a lot of things, what we've been talking about. I heard this thing about being resourced and being sourced. And 
when I see the Ace of Cups, I think about being anchored into our own sense of love, the unconditional love that we feel from the earth who is always feeding us and clothing us and being our home. And then the unconditional love that is always falling down from us from the high holy, from the sky, the sun that keeps us warm and keeps food growing. And when we can align with those two things of unconditional love giving, give, being given to us all the time, we then have, become a source of love ourselves, like this giant cup of love that we can offer to the world from our hearts. And it's hard. And ev- all of us at every age, you know, um, it's, 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 it's just if, if we are resource, then we become a resource and we can we can provide more love. So. You know, it's so interesting to me um, when I talked with kids and explained to them the root of the word to educate. Mm. To educate means to draw out. Mm. It's not us stuffing you in, but it's about us helping you come into alignment with the sources within you and bringing that into the present, into your consciousness of the rich wealth of wisdom that you come into this world with. Dominique and I were talking about it earlier today when I was thinking about this, having a cup of coffee, listening to all um, of what all the shenanigans that are going on. It doesn't really matter what what side of it that you're on. But I remember, like it was yesterday, going, I just went through a public school. I ended up going a couple of years to Long Beach State, finished off at Westmont. But I don't ever remember any conversation with any teacher, like what Dominique says, they were bringing your feelings out. No judgment. I was never put to make a decision or shamed about the decision that I made. And I always go back to this, and this is my son's experience. He got one B-plus in college. He went through City College, San Diego City. We did the whole baseball thing. Finally got a pretty much almost a full ride at Holy Names. And he called me, and Dominique and I were actually on the way up to his game. And he goes, I just want you to know I'm going to get my first B-plus in school. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, I just walked out of class. And he's going to fail me. And I'm like, what do you, I, I, I don't understand what's going on. And basically the teacher made him do a circle. All right. And I'm not positioning this story for, to take a side. I'm just saying, I just didn't think it was a fair approach when everybody had to do a circle. And this actually happened at a, you know, a private school. And the teacher wanted everybody around. This was in 2016. Why you hated Donald Trump. Why you hated Donald Trump. Now, I don't care if they said why you hated Obama or Hillary or who you hated, but to make a circle and to force a student to say something, my son just walked out. And I said, I'm glad you walked out because I don't want, no matter what the conversation is, the hate word. I don't like that. And I didn't let it go. Okay, you can imagine this. I did not (laughs) let let it go. I don't care if my son got a pretty much a full ride. And I don't ever remember that taking place ever in school. And again, I went to school back east. But they were really, like you said, they wanted to bring the information out. Can you imagine? I mean, and I think that's where the separation of education today is, where the teacher or the institution is trying to pound a narrative or a... Uh, to hate something. A philosophy down a kid's throat instead of letting them think for themselves. Any, any comments on that? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, going from that educare like that, that to elicit, to pull forward, um, a lot of people come into therapy and they're just like, they kind of want me to tell them what to do or they want me to fix whatever. And, and that's like the psych 101. I am an expert on your life. Believe it or not, under all of the like tangled yarn craziness that you feel like your life is, there is a wisdom in there. 
And my job is to help you find that and to reflect that back to you until you find your way with the intelligence and the wisdom you have. I mean, and, and, and that is why back to connection, we were talking about this multiple different ways in today's um, show, pulling, connecting, helping people feel safe and belong. That's where they free to express then an intelligence and the wisdom and the knowing and the, the wayfinding that's inside them. So, I mean, and that's really how the human beings strive. Can I, can I say too, I just wanted to say that um, uh, as an infant toddler caregiver, when I was um, younger, I would see these babies over and over and over again. And I would notice like, it would seem to me as if they had all the, all the wisdom, they knew everything, but they couldn't speak the language, right? Mm -hmm. By the time they could speak the language, they'd been accultured and, 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 you know, other things have been, the knots had been started to be tied, right? From, to go back to the reference of what Sierra just said. And so then in our older lives, we're untying the not and coming back to that connection and that wisdom that is really in our bodies and in our hearts yeah wow, that's beautiful so, but we're just encouraging our teens find something to love about yes. everyone, every culture every situation look for the compassion look for the love look for the new solution that's never been found before mm -hmm. and keep an open mind and open heart acceptance and no judgment don what do you have to say i agree and uh, with, with being open, it's like we can have a goal and we can have a direction that we want to follow. But often, I think most of the time, if we have a plan and a process, we will get to where we're going, but it's not going to look exactly like we thought it was going to look. And so sometimes it seems like, wow, that seemed like it was really going in a roundabout way. And yet, here I am, and now I can see how it all worked out for the benefit of those that I'm interacting with and for, the, and for my own benefit. So, so <laughs> know exactly what, what it's going to look like, but we will get where we're going. Nice. Love it. Hey, this has been a beautiful show. It's a beautiful day in Santa Barbara. Let's try to make somebody happy today. Thank you, Foresters, and all the businesses, nonprofits, and that, that are here to embrace our kids. God bless you all. See you next week. You're the best, you're the best.